Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Econetic Studio. One team, one mission. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, and 94.5 FM. Laying down the law. Laying down the law. With Steve Foster, Rod Chico Tanner, and Ryan Willett. championship weekend in the NFL and we are laying down the law I'm your host Steve Foster along with Chris Fernandez and we're going no huddle it seems only appropriate and uh, we are going to go straight to the phone lines and talk to a gentleman who has been on the show before we've been out to uh, see what he does on location several times as well the last time uh, there was a gentleman that goes by the name of Deuce, who was hanging out on the sidelines, first team All-American for Kansas State, and also the MVP of the Texas Bowl down in Houston, and the father of former Bill starting secondary player in Aaron Williams. We bring on Anthony Williams, the founder of Connect the USA Texas football showcase. And I believe there's a level up showcase coming up next week. And we want to get them on in case there's some student athletes that would like to participate. Anthony, happy new year and good morning. Happy new year to you and Chris, man. It's good to hear you guys voice. Uh, we're going to miss you this year, but thanks for having me on the show. We also have our main man, the governor of the South Texas district of the AAU. He knows about football as well. Rod Chico Tanner, both on the pitch and between the goal lines. So he is here as well, Anthony. Um, thanks for taking time out. This is important. We love to share news like this to encourage uh, others that are possibly out there and looking for opportunities. Yeah, hey, thanks. Uh, good to hear you, uh, Rod, also. Hey, um, yeah, we're looking forward. This is going to be our, uh, our 13th annual Texas Football Showcase. This year we're calling it the Level Up Showcase uh, with a changing – uh, dynamics of high school recruiting and college football. Uh, we are going to have, uh, as we all know, this Wednesday is very exciting besides what's happening today with the championship games in NFL. But Wednesday is signing day, and a lot of kids are going to make their dreams become a reality and put their uh, pen to paper, their name to paper, and, and actually legally commit to a scholarship of playing football at, at, at some level somewhere across the country. So we're very excited for those kids. and a lot of those kids, uh, being the director of uh, – player in, in football development for the National Combine there in San Antonio and for the now NBC All-American game. I'm really excited for those kids. 
But there's also going to be a lot of kids who think they're going to sign a D1 scholarship on Wednesday, and it's not going to happen. And so, uh, as you know, you and Chris know, you've been down to it. Every year, the Sunday following signing day, we have a unsigned senior showcase. Uh, the reality is there's a lot of high school kids that thought, hey, I was all district. I, I was the man in my district, and I'm going to play D1 football. And sometimes it doesn't happen. And, and so we're going to give those same kids, those same student athletes, a chance to come out and go through a NFL-style combine where they'll get some NFL testing. Uh, they'll do some individual drills and do some one-on-ones in front of non-Division One coaches uh, that will be there live there. And then also we'll have Division One coaches uh, who still have some opportunities in the class of 22 uh, watching our live stream, try and find, you know, that one last piece to, to close up, to close out their class 22 recruiting. So uh, February the 6th, which is next Sunday at Dell Valley's athletic indoor complex, nice and warm. Uh, we want to thank coach Bobby Acosta for allowing us to come in and host it again there. We'll be inside and we're going to put together a very professional organized on time, uh, beneficial uh, combine to give these kids uh, and even an underclassman, uh, verified uh, uh, combine tests, individual drills, and some one-on-ones, and uh, they'll be able to, to talk with coaches and what they're looking for, and and hopefully leave there with some either some exposure, leave there with a uh, with a visit uh, for an official visit, or leave there with a scholarship that you've seen in the last couple of years. So we're looking forward to it. Tremendous opportunity uh, for these student athletes, and uh, we know that in in our district here, where Rod Chico Tanner has started actually a, a program of football, <clears throat> excuse me, American football from scratch, and now has sent teams throughout <clears throat> west of the Mississippi all over the place. Um, it's a tremendous opportunity for those coming through. And, and Chico, wouldn't you agree, now is a real opportunity to use those skills that have been developed on whatever youth programs and, and through the, the scholastic uh, opportunities now to really have an opportunity to pay off. Yeah, so um, I think that's exciting with Level Up this year, um, the, the combine, you know, at Dell Valley, you know, great, great place. Uh, I used to live right across from uh, there. I was stationed at Berkshire Air Force Base, and uh, Dell Valley has come a long way in uh, yeah. its development with, with uh, its football program. So, yeah, definitely, you know, the what we do from an AAU perspective is great. But, you know, there's a lot of kids and I talk to parents all the time that, you know, you may not go D1, you may go D2 or, or even NAIA. But, you know, everybody has a dream of having a D1 scholarship. And, and you've seen even many a times that athletes that get that that last look as a, at a D1 or even a D2, some of them go pro and. And, and, and we all know everybody's not going to go pro. You know, you're going to do something else. And that getting an opportunity to get a college scholarship, it, it puts you in that position if you don't go to the big dance. So great job on Level Up this year. Yeah, I appreciate it, Chico. You know, I think you and I both know, and I know Steve knows from his time uh, playing in the Ivy League, you know, uh, the reality is, like you said, everybody's not going to play pro. And even if you're blessed to play at that level, getting there is hard. And staying there is harder. I can tell you that from somebody who, who had a cup of coffee in the league and camped with the Niners back in the day and watched my son go through a six-year career. Um, I believe that football, I can just speak from my own testimony, uh, football has been very, very good to me. It's allowed me to get my degree. It's allowed me to get my master's. It's allowed me to have a great career in high-tech software as my main job throughout the day. And it allows me to, to give back in my after hours on the weekends to, to help the next generation of, of student-athletes 
you know, uh, use their sport and their talent to hopefully partially or fully pay for college education. I think all of us know on this call and this is the show right now that college education isn't a guarantee of success in life, but it does give you options and gives you more opportunities compared if you don't have a degree. So that's what we want these kids to understand is that if you pour into your, if you bring the same skill set and talent and hard work ethic into your life after football, you will still be very successful. And, and, and part of our showcase, and, and, and Steve and Chris know this, we always have guest speakers. So we're going to have three of them this year. We're going to have, you mentioned in the, in the intro, uh, Steve, about Deuce, Deuce Vaughn from K-State, my little nephew. His dad, my good friend, like a brother to me, Chris Vaughn, is going to be there talking about recruiting now and how the transfer portal has impacted high school recruiting. Uh, it is what it is, and it's, going to, it's not going away. And so he's going to have some, some really good nuggets of what high school students can do to modify their recruiting to be more uh, competitive uh, against kids that are already in the transfer portal. So we're going to have him. We're also going to have uh, a former uh, student athlete who played D3 football, who now runs one of the more successful marketing uh, insurance companies. He's going to come and talk to kids about what he did to successfully transition to life after football and build a $75 million business uh, here recently. And then we're also going to have a a friend of mine, uh, like a family member, uh, Matt Monero, who's actually a, a NFL sports agent. And he's going to talk about NIL and its, it's, it's ramifications at the college. And pretty soon, whether we like it or not, there'll be NIL deals in high school also. So we're, we're looking to educate and inform student athletes and parents that show up to the event, along with putting together a very professional event. So we're looking forward to that. Talking with Anthony Williams, and Anthony's been a friend of the show, again, between himself, his family. And you've had, listen, you have more than one uh, child. And even though, um, you know, Aaron played in the NFL. You had success stories just like Chico did with his his children uh, that went on and, and did well after uh, high school and allowed them to continue in college. Deuce Vaughn, first team All-American, heck of a kid. Um, you see these stories. And, and to be honest, Josh Allen was a two-star and Patrick Mahomes was a three-star. So they did not get mega mad five-star reviews or even four-star reviews, but one of them will be playing uh, this afternoon, evening, <laughs> to go to SoFi Stadium and, and play in that game that all of us probably would love to have had the opportunity and that being a Super Bowl. Nonetheless, I think the prep that you, Anthony, and, and the knowledge, just like Chico has done in, in his um, showcases, West Coast Nationals, National Championships, these are collaborations. What I see, and then also Chris is a part of this, I feel like one of these things is not like the other. Everybody's in IT of some sort, and y'all have just um, really contributed to young student-athletes' lives. It's impressive, and I'm happy to know all of you. No, I appreciate that. You know, it's uh, it's a blessing. You know, being a former athlete, obviously you have had a very successful transition, and you go brought up a good point. Uh, eventually these kids are going to have to transition, and, and – the stats don't lie. You know, uh, 3% of high school student athletes will play their sport in college. 1% will play D1 and less than 1% will play their, their sport professionally, usually in football. And so, uh, we need to start giving the reality and, and start telling these, these student athletes, both male and female, uh, you know, you need to start preparing for life after your sport is over because one day the sport is done with you or you are done with it. And if it, if it doesn't make you a better person, and be competitive and have a great career in whatever choice that you want, uh, then we've all done our job the wrong way. Uh, but a lot of these kids who are, you know, D1 or bust or NFL or bust, I kind of, I tell these kids what they need to hear 
and not what they want to hear, that, yes, you're a really good athlete, but you're talking about the top 1% in the world playing at the NFL level and, and something that you know I've experienced in being a, a decent athlete but not there, not, not good enough to stay there. And my son having, obviously having a six-year career. Um, you know, it's very important that I'm going to say that. You mentioned my family and probably like Chico, very proud, obviously former student athlete. My wife ran track. She was a sprinter in college. Uh, we already know about Aaron playing at University of Texas and playing for the Bills. Middle son Joshua Williams actually graduated, played football a little bit down at UTSA. Uh, my youngest son Daniel played baseball uh, at Arizona State and uh, would, you know, could have got drafted by MLB but had uh, shoulder surgery. And then my youngest, my daughter right now, is a big-time softball player. Uh, she was at Louisiana Tech, and now she's playing softball, about to start the season this Tuesday at Texas A&M Commerce. And so uh, football, sports in itself has made a big impact on my family, and we're just trying to pay it forward to that next generation of kids to, to make sure they don't screw up this one opportunity because, as you guys know, you only recruit it once, uh, and you better get it right. And so you better, have, you better be informed, you better do your due diligence, and you better maximize uh, the ability that you have uh, to get your education made for Absolutely. And uh, Anthony, uh, how can people sign up before we let you go here and go to break uh, that would want to participate next Sunday, February 6th at Del Valley High School in the Austin area? Yeah, so I appreciate that. So they can simply go to uh, TexasFootballShowcase.com. Uh, you can register there. It only costs $50. Um, you know, uh, they can, uh, we will do, it's $50 now between now and uh, Sunday morning. Uh, if you're a walk-up registrant, you didn't get a chance to register online, uh, it goes to $75. Uh, you can walk up that Sunday if you hear about it late and come down and bring your cleats and, and, and get some time to get some verified times and be in front of coaches. And like I said, we, uh, we are uh, the, the, the target market we're looking for next Sunday is we're allowing eighth graders up. So if you're an eighth grader that will be in high school in the fall, we can kind of consider you a freshman, you're class 26. You can come down and start to get a feel of what it's going to be like over the next four years of you being at these recruiting events and, and, and running combine testing and going one-on-one and trying to impress coaches and that kind of thing. Uh, we're also allowing high school players all the way up until class 22. As you've talked about, a lot of you, uh, a lot of the, if there's any unsigned seniors out there and you're not playing to sign on Sunday or a Wednesday uh, and you don't have any real opportunities, uh, you'll want to be there because there's a lot of coaches coming in from a lot of different states and across this state uh, who are looking for kids to build up their program. You may not be able to go to Texas, but you might be able to go to, you know, Kansas Wesleyan up in Kansas. You might be able to play down at Texas Lutheran. I mean, I don't know, but they will be there looking for players. And because Texas is so serious about their football, uh, there'll be a lot of coaches looking for them. And then we're also, because of the new environment of college recruiting, with, uh, with we're going to allow junior college players to come in. If you're a current or former junior college player and you're still looking for a four-year school, you can come down and, and, uh, and compete also. And then lastly, if you're in the transfer portal and, and you don't have film or you don't have stats and you're sitting in the portal and you're not getting a lot of interest, you might want to come down on Sunday or register and come down and get in front of these coaches who are also looking for not just high school recruits or JUCO recruits. We might be looking for a transfer portal kid who's got some experience uh, at a Division One level to come in and help their D2 or D3. So we're just trying to create opportunities. Uh, it's a great event. We look forward to it. We inform. We give them a platform to showcase their skills. And, uh, you know, like I said, Sunday the 6th at, at Del Valley High School, indoors, so no matter what the weather is, you know, we got a cold front coming in. We'll be nice and warm and, and put together a great event. He's Anthony Williams. Thank you so much, Anthony. Appreciate it. Appreciate all that Chico does as well. Uh, it's great. Um, Chris and I and, and Chico and you didn't have it like this, but it's it's awesome that there are the volunteers and the thoughts and, and the technology to get this information disseminated and the programs and the showcases between Battle of the Border, West Coast Nationals, and now Level Up Showcase uh, in the Austin area. 
take advantage of these things. They're here. They've been created for a purpose. Again, Anthony, thanks so much. We'll miss you, but we'll catch up with you soon. And uh, always thank you for taking time to inform our listeners and our show. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. All right. We're going to step aside. We're going to jump into some of that championship action when we come back on Land Down the Law right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. Step into some NFL action. The AFC Bengals, the upstart Bengals, and Joe Burrow against the Kansas City Chiefs, formerly the Dallas Texans. Loving having to get the opportunity to speak to a fellow alum of the University of Nebraska Lincoln. My man, just on the outskirts of Texas for Texarkana, Arkansas. Former starting defensive back, Eric Warfield. Eric, good morning and welcome back to the show. Good morning, good morning. Great day of weather, uh, great day of football ahead of us. Hey, man, thanks for your time. Uh, happy to have uh, another fellow Nebraskan who has played now for a franchise that looks like four straight uh, AFC championships and a opportunity to go to SoFi and play in Super Bowl 55. Your thoughts, man. You have to be excited. Very excited. Uh, I just wish that, you know, of those four appearances, we had more Super Bowl wins to show for it. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we have a chance right now this year um, to get a, a big win today and to go forward to, to L.A. And, and try to pull off another one. So, uh, just happy with the progress that we're that 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 we're in right now with the Chiefs, and you know if if uh, I wish it was possible during my time, but as an alumni, as a fan, uh, I'm I'm happy to see where they are today. Eric, you won a national championship in college. You understand how hard it is to be a champion on major levels. I don't think people recognize the appreciation for teams that can even get back to four straight. AFC championships, um, you know, these are the best athletes in the world. You played against some great ones in college, and I know that, and I recall them very well, and I recall you playing for the Chiefs. I, I, I can't impress upon people the difference from college to pro and the speed and the strength <laughs> of the athletes. Yeah, you know what, like, <clears throat> when I was in Nebraska, I didn't see um, the difficult – uh, I guess you call it difficultness and, and, and being a championship team because I was a part of something good. I was a part of something fun. We had a, a great coaching staff um, and all they wanted was, was effort. You know, they, they, they gave us as much as they could as far as preparation. And for us as, uh, you know, students and, and, and athletes, um, we just had to put forth the effort. And we didn't have a lot of All-Americans or uh, five-star athletes. Like I said, we just had a, a great coaching staff that, you know, knew how to reach the kids that they were working with. They got the best out of us. And so I, I never really understood that until I left. And then you get to see 
the athletes that come after you. And, and man, there are some phenomenal kids that come in and you say to yourself, like, you know, this kid is way bigger than me. This kid is way faster than me, uh, way, way more gifted than me. Uh, what are they missing? And that's when you go through a whole repertoire of like, you know, you know, they don't have the coaching staff we have. They don't have the, the, the fight that we have. They don't have the fun that we have. They don't have the mo- the push that we have, that we had. Um, and yet, you know, throughout all these years of Kansas City, uh, just going back to Kansas City, it took them 50-plus years just to put all that together uh, and to get, you know, one key key piece, as, which was, you know, turns out to be Patrick Mahomes, to get us into this, you know, I, I guess you'd call it somewhat of a realm of where we're uh, a really, really good team and, you know, having these opportunities to go play in the Super Bowl year after year. So, Eric, your your Kansas City Chiefs playing in the AFC Championship against the Cincinnati team that, for the most part, flew under the radar all season long and and, and found ways to win. What is it going to take for your Chiefs to to come out as winners today? So, I I don't know how how much you remember of the last game. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to mention the yards that Chase uh, Jamar Chase had for that Burrows threw. But outside of that, that first half, we we pretty much had them buried. And it seems like the pass right before halftime, that, that long deep pass that, that uh, Tariq Hill missed, that could have given us either three or seven points, was kind of the, you know, the moment that the, the air was, you know, starting to deflate from the de- balloon. And uh, we just never really got back on track after that. And I don't know if the offense felt like they were too comfortable in that game and that we didn't need to score points or that we can score at any given time. But with a team like this, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Joe. Joe Burrows has been a great quarterback since he left college. Uh, and he stepped into the NFL, you know, doing way more than what people expected him to do. Uh, and I'd hate to see where he'd be now if he didn't have the injury that he had his first year. But dude is a great quarterback. Uh, and Jamar has turned out to be, you know, a top receiver himself. So uh, they have a lot of, you know, to be excited about. And look where they're at now. They're playing the AFC West Championship. Um, so they're going to go out and play hard no matter what because I think they feel like they're in a position that they really weren't supposed to be or that people didn't pick them out to be here. And uh, right, because Kansas City's been the favorite for a long time. <laughs> exactly, and, and they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl this season. Um, you know, you got you got these guys. You know, from Cincinnati. You know, they got some here. You know, Joe Mixon's a good running back. They got a guy up the road, Samaj P. Ryan from Pflugerville, which is in the Austin area, and you know things like that. But you, you wouldn't have thought. You know this wasn't going to be the area that they were traipsing in, you know, but Hey, listen, I love Zach Taylor, another Nebraska quarterback, you know, getting them there, doing what, um, what he can to move them through. I hats off to him. And like you said, and shoot, heck, Eric, I would have loved if Joe Burrow would have been scooped up at Nebraska because he wanted to play quarterback for us. You know, you I mean, like, how do we let this guy go? But, you know, life is a funny thing, man. And um, you, you said it. Uh, you know, you played the seasons in the NFL. Tell us again. I, I, I'm going to focus on this. 
how fast and how strong these athletes are, especially when you get down to the final four. These guys are just unreal. When Tyreek Hill threw the deuces up last week, I fell out. I, I, they'll tell you, you know, that, that's Steve Foster. That's Steve. But that was just so ice cold to be able to run that fast, <laughs> flash somebody deuces 10 yards. It probably should have been a penalty. It's not – I don't encourage that. That's not great sportsmanship. But to be able to run that fast and tell somebody, you're not going to touch me. You, he, he, yeah, he but MC hammered him. Though. <laughs> you know, Tariq he is, is way different. different. He, he's almost messing around with Olympic-type speed. And to have that kind of uh, that kind of quickness, uh, that speed, and to add quickness along with it, yeah, he, he's just a different breed. Uh, but just to go along with the, the speed of the NFL, like man, the scariest thing for me was leaving leaving high school, going to college, and knowing that I was, you know, the man in high school. And all of a sudden, you get to college, and you get on this college, this you know, this this football team, and you're like, man, you know, I don't belong here like i'm too small i'm not fast enough uh and over time you find your way uh you know fitting in and, and but when you get to the nfl and you've gone through this whole college life and you know there was talks where that because our team was so good and i don't know what nfl team it was i think it might have been the detroit Lions. and so there was a conversation was you know if nebraska is that good i wonder if you know they could beat the Detroit Lions. No, we wouldn't have a chance. You know, they have, you know, when you get to the NFL, you have elite athletes. Now, just because their record doesn't show how good of an how good the, the players are, they've been handpicked from 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 different colleges. So, and you get out there, you see these guys is like 6'5", 300 plus. They can run a 4'4", they can run a 4'5". And at the blink of an eye, a play is just that quick. And so when, when people sit back and watch it on TV, they criticize and, you know, and, and critique players so much. And deservingly so. They, they have the right to do so. But to be in that moment, to see how quick things happen at the blink of an eye, when you have to react or act on a play, right. like, it, it's just unbelievable. People, people don't realize if you said, okay, man, I'm going to warm up and be real, and you completely go out and you say, all right, you're a little flag football receiver and the dude can't catch a pass for two hours. <laughs> and he's like, exactly. he's like, he's like, I tried to run a double move. He's like, yeah, but you're not fast enough. You can't fool me. You know, I've seen this from guys that you go out and select on your fantasy football team. I know. And I, I, and I can't, and I'm like, no dude, you can't catch this. I'm not going to let you. It's, it's just like telling a baby, you get none of this because I'm the parent. You know, yes. it's, it's unbelievable to, to when people see how quick and fast and strong or when you jump and you're like, how did he he just and then caught that and came back and bounced. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, man, that's we, we do this every day. That's the word professional. And uh, I, I think we're going to enjoy seeing two professional teams in the AFC today. Uh, Kansas City Arrowhead, the loudest stadium in the National Football League. What do you say about the outcome about today's game? You know, I I think we'll win by double digits, uh, especially for the, the simple fact that to see how we let that game go the last time we played, to see the numbers that, you know, two people had on an entire defense, uh, I think we'll go out with a 
a completely different game plan. And if we don't, I'll be pissed myself. But I'm pretty sure we'll come <laughs> okay. up with a different game plan defensively to where Jamar Chase is not going to have 150 yard plus yards. You know, I think he had right. 260 last time we played. And, yeah. and Burroughs was 300 plus. So, yeah, we, we won't see those kind of yards. Although, I think that Joe Burroughs is good enough that well, we can't stop him. I, there's no way you can stop an NFL player. But I think that we have enough to contain him. Uh, now, Jamar Chase getting 200, that, that's not happening. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, we want to have you back next week to preview the Super Bowl. That's what I'm going to say about this game. I really appreciate the Cincinnati Bengals. I can remember them back way back in the in the day with Ken Anderson when I was a little kid. And then probably most people remember more Boomer Esiason, but Ken Anderson yeah. – and, and Booby Clark and all these crazy names, and uh, of course Icky, Icky Woods, Woods with the sh- with the shuffle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, not today. And our man Jeff Blake, former AFC All oh, Pro yeah, right. NFL quarterback, uh, Shaken Blake. Uh, he uh, and, and and his guys uh, that he threw to Darnay Scott and, and those guys back in the day. Uh, Blake's on a plane, or he would have chimed in. So it's either going to be you or Blake next week. So. E, I'm going with the alum. I love Blake, but, uh, you know, Kansas City was the original Dallas Texans before Mr. Hunt moved them up north to Kansas City. So best to you today. Thank you for your time always, my friend, and, and appreciate Anytime. it. Go go Big Red, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up soon, man. And like I said, you have that invite to our golf tournament in the summer in July if you can make it. Sounds good. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Right, you too, right. We're going to come back. And uh, talk some more sports. I got another good one for you. Stay tuned right here on Laying Down the Law. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar. We are back. Yes, he is Biggie. When you win gold medals, when you win medals at the Olympics, you are definitely Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. And this gentleman, another Biggie and alum from the University of Nebraska, very proud, serving the country, representing the country, uh, our man, Kurt Tomasevich. Hey, man, Happy New Year, and welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, my my pleasure. Good to talk to you guys again. Thank you. You are now not winning gold and all these type medals for the United States at the Olympics, but you are going to China as the new director of sport performance for the U.S. bobsled and skeleton organization. Congratulations on on your new task. And and how does the United States look in that uh, competition uh, against the world? Uh, for the Olympics that'll start there in a few days. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I took this role um, about the middle of last summer here, so I'm pretty new into the role, but uh, it's pretty exciting. <clears throat> and uh, I'll say that you know a lot of what is in place at the the games for the yeah the bobsled and skeleton program I inherited, so I don't want to take any credit for doing too much with the the program just yet. But uh, um, our our women's bobsled team uh, definitely looks good. We've got a couple of pilots that. Uh, I've got you know great stories. They've 
got experience, um, and they, again, are, are in great position to, to win medals, not just in two-woman bobsled, but there's a new event this year called Mono Bob, and it's just a single person. So uh, we're in good position to win medals there. Uh, men's bobsled, we're, we're trending in the right way. Actually, the last couple of races, we've had some pretty good four-man success uh, in the World Cup season here, so we're in a, uh, optimistic. And then on the skeleton side, we've got uh, it's a single-person event, so don't have as many teams involved here, but we've definitely got some potential on the women's side there too. Kurt, will you be joining the team in the opening ceremonies, walking uh, and doing all that? Uh, no. Of course, COVID is, is playing a role in, in the entire Olympics from all the events to travel to opening and closing ceremonies too. So they're only going to have athletes uh, in the ceremony. Uh, we're still even unsure of what the crowd is going to be like there and and uh, and what's going to take place. But, um, I'll, yeah, I'll be headed over with the athletes. Um, a couple of them are uh, getting ready to go here in the next few days, and I'll go with them there. Um, but I personally won't be in the, the opening ceremony. It'll be athletes only. Gotcha. Chico, you got anything? It looked like you were going to. Yeah, well, Kirk, um, you know, I'm a big, big Olympic junkie, to be honest. Uh, the Winter Olympics, love them to death. I'm just so excited they're about to start. I love track and field, and what I love about what you're doing and what you did is, you know, the translation of speed and proper running technique and, and how some track and field athletes have uh, transitioned over to the to the bobsled. Yeah, and that's honestly, that's a lot of what my role is now is, is uh, kind of helping uh, find better recruiting paths for bobsled. Um, and, yeah, one of our biggest recruiting pools is from track and field. Um, you know, they obviously need speed and power and a lot of, a lot of times what we're looking for, for athletes to push a bobsled or skeleton sled is, I want to say overweight sprinters, but big sprinters, you know, 200 pound plus, you know, that are maybe, you know, just physically too big to, you know, to break the 10 second barrier in the hundred, you know, that's necessary to, you know, make the Olympics for the, uh, for the U S in the summertime. But, you know, we'll take those big, powerful athletes and turn them into bobsledders and, uh, that's yeah what we're looking to do now. I think they did a pretty good job with you as you won <laughs> a couple of medals in some Olympics and uh, gold being one of them, which is, you know, having that pinnacle gold medal at an Olympics to me, you know, we've had uh, Jim Hines on for the Summer Olympics. And, you know, if people don't recall, he became the world record holder in the 100 meters in 1968 in Mexico City. Um, definitely, uh, it is something that, um, a very, very few, uh, get to experience. Chris, you, uh, I was waiting for you, but I wasn't sure you just, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the winter Olympics too. And, and, and I just think that, that, you know, and you're that, an overweight sprinter and I am an overweight sprinter. <laughs> uh, thanks for pointing that out. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Hold up. So is Steve. So yeah, don't let me, Steve, thinks, Steve thinks he's not, but he is. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, Kurt, you know, what what kind of speeds do these guys get up to when, when they're running the track in bobsledding? I, I think it's, you know, it's exciting to watch, but it looks it looks like a, a very fast and dangerous sport. You know, what kind of speeds are those sleds uh, reaching? Uh, it's, it depends on the track, depends on the weather, you know, all kinds of things uh, come into play here. But uh, most of the time on most tracks, we'll hit well over 80 miles an hour. Uh, there's a couple tracks in the world where we hit 
over 90 miles an hour. Um, and that's bobsled and skeleton too. So, uh, yeah, we're reaching some speeds that are pretty dangerous. And, you know, that's one of the thrilling sports, of course, about the, about the, uh, the about the sports in general is the, is just the speed and the adrenaline that comes with it. But, you know, it comes with a inherent danger too. And, uh, you know, we're trying to, you know, do what we can to keep the sport safe, um, but still exciting at the same time. Well, Kurt, you represented uh, the football players well. And so, uh, you know, your uh, linebacker skills and, and the training to prepare your body uh, to move well on a football field and have that power and explosion because football plays don't last but a couple seconds, uh, you know, usually. Uh, that seemed to translate extremely well for you and your teams as you won medals uh, in the Olympics. Um, and to see now someone like you that has not only the experience, but then uh, the execution of meeting and exceeding the goals that were in front of you, it's great to have you be a part of our United States program. Um, this is exciting to know uh, that you'll be part of the contingent representing our country. Uh, can't thank you enough for, you know, all of the great moments you, you and your teammates already gave uh, the United States with winning and being on the podium. And then also taking a little time out here, kind of prepping us and giving us some new insight about what we'll see uh, in uh, China and Beijing for this year's uh, Winter Olympics. So, you know, you're always welcome and, and we can't uh, be more happy to see someone like yourself uh, become a part now and and now guide uh, future U.S. athletes on the victory. Yeah, my pleasure. I mean, it's it's always fun to talk to sport and uh, talk recruiting and you know talk results and everything as well. So yeah, anytime. Well, we say safe travels to you. Uh, we will be keeping uh, a watch out for the bobsled and everything else. What was your favorite sport to watch uh, while you were preparing over? uh during your times as a winter olympian that you enjoyed um well of course you know growing up in middle of nebraska there's not a whole lot of winter sports that uh you know are, are real popular but you know so all of them were pretty new to me um but honestly once i got into the to the winter olympics and you know learned a lot about like uh, short track speed skating that stuff is intense I and mean, those you know they're it's uh it's pretty exciting it's kind of you know on the edge of your seat the entire time and uh, pretty fun. So that's just an example of one of them that uh, I've definitely come to love. Well, we appreciate that. Best to our athletes there. Of course, the hockey teams. You know, you can't uh, talk Winter Olympics without going all the way back to 1980 and 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 seeing those guys and and Miracle on Ice. So uh, again, best to you and and the rest of Team USA. We thank you so much uh, for the time. And and, and again, go USA. Uh, come back. We'll, we'll love to do some type of uh, re review after the games, if possible. Yeah, my pleasure. Sounds good. All right, Kurt. Thank you so much. Kurt Tomasevich, gold medal winner for man bobsled, also picked up another bronze as well. We're going to step aside and come back with our main man, Rachiko Tanner, and the AAU Focus on Youth Sports. That's where they start. They wind up like Kurt. Who knows? We could have some more on the podium. As we come back on San Antonio Sports Star. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar.
back. Laying out the law. And it's time now for the AAU Focus on You Sports and our man, co-host Rod Chico Tanner, the governor of the South Texas District of the AAU, the former governing body of the United States Olympic teams. That is correct. That is correct. A lot of people uh, may not know, but uh, definitely uh, back in uh, the 30s, um, there was an interesting um, track meet that uh, was happening in Berlin. And just so happens, there was a young man by the name of Jesse Owens who uh, um, ended up running, but it was the uh, work of some of the uh, members of the executive group of the AAU to kind of help make that happen. So um, definitely some history there. Um, Speaking of track and field, um, we'll be at the University of Houston this uh, coming up weekend, the fifth and sixth. It's the Cocho Fast Track High School uh, indoor meet. So uh, a lot of a lot of kids from around Texas, um, 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds will be uh, at the University of Houston. Um, and again, interestingly, you know, we're talking with Level Up about uh, football and showcase. It's an opportunity early for some of the uh, kids to showcase their 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 talents to potentially um, get some college looks. And at the University of Houston, not a bad place to uh, go compete where you have the head track coach, uh, Leroy Burrell, and then the uh, long jump coach and sprinter assistant, uh, Carl Lewis. So, um, you know. And we know not, him too. <laughs> yeah, not a bad, not a bad spot to, uh, to go uh, have a high school indoor meet. And um, I know for a fact, have kids that I was working with, and we would go to those U of H meets and go to AM. And and it's amazing how many of those kids ended up getting a look from a college coach or somebody walking up and saying, hey, are you the coach? And talking. And then, you know, the parents get to get introduced and so forth. So exciting in track and field. And, and the, the cool thing about track to me is you could run on the smallest club. You could be at the tiniest high school but the clock and the tape measure are, are, are the only thing that really at the end of the day are going to matter so it doesn't matter what school you go to if if you run a 10-1 you run a you run a, a 21 or a 20 20 high 200 meter you know and and it, it you can come from a small um like private school i think there's a kid running in georgia that uh, did that um yeah, yeah. So uh, went to that small private school and did pretty well. So um, the other thing coming up, uh, excited May, uh, what is that? May fourteenth and fifteenth, we're going to host our first seven on seven uh, tournament in the district, as well as the uh, first part of the day on oh, Saturday. Yes, sir. Um, oh, nice, nice. The first, the first part of the day, we're going to have the J seventeen. Uh, Jalen Jones, who is at A and M, is. Uh, along with uh, several others we're putting together, we're going to host a skills camp um, the first morning so that um, on the 14th from 8.30 a.m. to about 12.30, we'll have a skills camp. And then we'll kick off the seven-on-seven seven play after that, and we'll roll into Sunday with uh, any semifinals and championships for the seven-on-seven. Seven. You, you need somebody and, to maybe teach a little technique or something yeah like that. I, you know i was you just know, give me a call chico i'll, I'll help you <laughs> yeah i was about to say yeah chris i was uh you know looking you know I, I was a fullback as well so you know i was just telling steve i either ran around him or i ran through him yeah so uh steve yeah we will talk um i'm bringing in some folks and and uh we're we were gonna have it in the austin area but it looks like we're gonna have it in colleen 
Um, we're working on finalizing the location. The dates are set. I'm, I'm pretty much sure we're going to probably be in the clean area. And I'm excited about that because of the number of kids we have yes. that play under our AAU program that are in that Colleen, Central Texas, Temple, Waco area. I'm excited that uh, we have more Austin participation this year. We've got the. Uh, and don't the, forget, uh, you know, bring up San Antonio. Listen, it's a 35 ride, it's highway. Just come now, on up. <laughs> Yeah, but in the AAU football season, we're going to have more Austin participation. We've got uh, uh, the East Austin Tsunami coming on board and the Maya Mustangs, which is out of Maynard. So they're, they're, they're a, uh, a very similar look to the Maynard Mustangs high school program. So we're excited that we'll continue to grow uh, that and the combine or and not combine, but skills camp May uh, 14th and 15th. We'll have more information on that coming out here next week. And so working with Jalen Jones, at, who's at A&M. And, and maybe we the, can get Deuce Vaughn, too, like from Anthony. I mean, this was a young man that no one ever, you know, he goes to Cedar Ridge here in Round Rock. The guy's a first-team All-American. And it's like, how did you let him just saunter to Manhattan, Kansas? I'm like, uh, he's pretty darn good in high school. But like you said, you just never know, Chico, how people pick and choose. And then they become – you know, two-star uh, MVPs in the NFL, yeah. multi-millionaires. Everybody wants them, and now uh, you missed them on the high school level, but you're given an opportunity, and that's what's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this because it's the first time, you know, we've been. it's been a vision, and we've been trying to put it together. Um, we're working with uh, Jalen Jones, his foundation, and um, his job. parents. Uh, you know, parents are very much involved there, you know, now that, of course, you – have the rights to which your likeness to do uh, things and promote things. So now that's where I'm excited about that. And he, you know, formerly played in our league, ran track, went to AAU Junior Olympics in track and field, um, was in our, I think our second battle of the border up at Cowboy Stadium at the time. So really excited to partner with with his organization and looking forward Fantastic. to doing it. We're, you know, we've been wanting to do it for a while. Chico, that's awesome news. Great news. We can project that out. People love seven on seven. People love seven on seven. Uh, my cousin, who's in Cibolo, they have a seven on seven team, so I'm going to invite them. So there yeah, will be some get them out there. From, from from the from the area. This is great news, Chico, and and a great job uh, in Las Vegas and at the Battle of the Border. The consistency is unprecedented, and the results are telling. Uh, we're gonna tell. We're gonna we're gonna do another hour. We're gonna have a lot of a lot of fun, Chico. I know you have. You know, you you do so much, but uh, you are always part of the show and have been great. So listen, championship weekend. I know we'll get a check on that Australian Open. We know with things going on. Congratulations to the Australian Miss Barty. We'll be back. Stay with us. More to come on Land Down the Law. From the QC Kinetic Studio. One team, one mission. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, and 94.5 FM. Laying down the law. Laying down the law. With Steve Foster, Rod Chico Tanner, and Ryan Willett.
we're back. It is hour number two on Land on the Law. And it is great to have uh, these two gentlemen. Because of technology, we can bring the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers in at one time. We have first round draft pick of the Los Angeles Rams, our main man and attorney at law now. Mel Owens from the University of Michigan. And then we also on StreamYard have Jose Sanchez, uh, a, a guy who's becoming uh, more and more uh, of a friend over time, the deputy director for Sports <laughs> Illustrated and covers the San Francisco 49ers, who these two powers in the NFC will play for the right to play in SoFi Stadium for Super Bowl 55. Gentlemen, good morning. Jose, I see you looking good, boss. Looking good. And then, of course, Mel, hey, never had it so good. You know the invitation is out there. I'd love to go and, and create a law firm, the law firm of Owens and Foster. You know, it stands there. Uh, great to have you back. It's going to be a heck of a game. The Rams, Niners, two marquee teams in the NFL. We'll start with you, Mel. Uh you're looking to host possibly a Super Bowl like Tom Brady and the, and the Bucks did last year. Well, I'm having flashbacks. Uh, you know, I played in the 89 um, NFC Championship game against the 49ers. It's the first time they played against each other in the playoffs since that time. Uh, so it should be another, you know, a great matchup, even though, the, you know, the Rams have lost, you know, six, six in a row to those guys. But, you know, last, you know, week 18, um, I think the 49ers had a little bit more to play for, obviously, to win to get in, and they did, uh, even though they had to come from behind. So I think the Rams, you know, have an advantage overall. But uh, if they play like they did against Tampa, that ain't going to be good enough. You know, you can't take a knee at halftime and think you're going to win the game. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be, you know, a classic matchup of, uh, you know, divisional powers. And uh, I'm excited. I really am. Jose, you've got to feel the same way with your San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you've been uh, there through and through. It's great to have you back. Um, most people probably didn't believe we were going to see the Niners this weekend. And here you are. Your thoughts about San Francisco? Um, yeah, Steve, you didn't even believe the Niners were going to be here when you thought the Cowboys were going to beat the Niners, and I told you it's not even going to be close. They were going to smoke y'all, and what ended up happening? All Killing me. Night, Killing me on my own show. Right? They two-stone <laughs> pile-drived them Undertaker style, and you know what's going to end up happening? The same thing to those Los Angeles Rams. And just like last time I was on here, I'm not trying to sound like a fanboy just because I cover the team. Because, actually, I picked them to lose against the Packers. So, funny that you didn't have me on last week. This time, <laughs> it's going to be another thing again. It's going to be like, what does Runnertaker always do at WrestleMania? Wins. And that's what, and that's what they're going to do to the Rams today. I just don't, you know, it, I, it, I've been, I, the only narrative I've been, the only narrative I've seen that the Rams will beat the 49ers is because the law of large numbers of probability just because this is the third time in the same season they're going to face them. So, oh, it's the third time, so they have to lose, right? Well, no. you can get that, right? But look, this is, this, is, this is football. This is a game you play. 
And even if that was the case, you know, numbers can't quantify physicality, you know, aggressiveness, which is what the 49ers have and which is why the Rams are always always getting pancaked by the 49ers for the last three years. And it's no surprise why they always – I'm, I'm going to tell you the difference. And here's the difference. And Mel didn't like this difference, but I'm going to say because I am a homer and I am a Texan, Matthew Stafford makes the difference today. My guy from Highland Park, Texas – uh, makes the difference today, and he finds Cooper Cup, Higby, OBJ, and I tell you what, not in his house. I'll agree with you, Steve. So, I'll agree with you, Steve. And I, and, I, and I called it last week. And, and Mel, I know you didn't, you didn't, you, you didn't have nice things to say about our buddy Matthew Stafford, but I think Matthew Stafford and his squad gets it done today. Now they're not going to win by a lot, and I've been spot on, Scott, Steve. You know I've been spot on for three weeks. They're not going to win a lot. They're not going to win by a lot. They're going to win by a field goal, but they are going to win. Hey, well, let me see. Mel, what do you think? In, 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 yeah, look, look, please allow me to retort. Uh, f- first of all, you don't got to win by a lot unless you're betting, right? And, and but I don't bet, so I, I don't care if you win by one. Uh, number two, can someone tell the San Francisco homer that the WWE is fake? He keeps on referring to his analogies to the WWE. That's fake. This game is not fake. Uh, the 49ers are good, even though they didn't score a touchdown uh, last week to win. They may need to score touchdowns to win this this week. Um, it's going to be close, yeah, because of Stafford. You know, he, Stafford will keep you in and out of the game at the same time. And it's not so much that Cooper uh, that that Stafford has to play well. Cooper Cup has to play well and can catch the ball and run because any time he catches and runs for 125 or more, I think they're like 19 and 0. So that's the stat you want to look at. And um, uh, I think the Ram, I think the Rams pull it out. It's not like the 49er guy said. It's not because uh, it's three in a row or whatever. It's it is the game. And I think uh, the Rams, if you look at how they played against Tampa Bay, they play well. It's just that they get conservative later on. Like I said, it looks like they take a knee when they get up by, you know, 10, 15, 20. This, this week, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to get up, stay up. And uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back next week and we can talk about it. I agree Mel Owens. And well, hear me out. And, and, Jose, you spoke about three in a row of numbers. Just to get clarification, as my colleague and peer said about a retort, I, our high school beat Chris's high school four years in a row. He never beat me. And we didn't care. Those, those numbers are there for life. And so for all the King's horses and all the King's men, he's over four. So <laughs> it, 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 it can happen. And, and, and it, that, it is what it is if you're the better team. Um, but I, I like the Rams today because I think they recognize they can play in their home stadium for a Super Bowl. I think Matthew Stafford is so happy he's not a Detroit Lion. And I think that the skill positions, you know, of, 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 of the Rams, I love the running game of the Niners. I had them on my fantasy team. So I said, and I love Debo Samuel, but I think too much Rams today. And I think it'll be a close game. 
Steve, why you gotta rush my man Chris for and put him on blast like that, dude? What are you doing to you? You're supposed to be your coolest you're over here putting him on blast. Hey, well, this okay, guy Jose. pulled my this yeah. guy tried it's to pull okay. my helmet off you know in high school, man. I, I have he, no it's come to foot like Mel said, it's football. It's football. <laughs> he felt the wrath of number forty one. I put him on his behind a few times, so that's okay. Hey, hey you know what? That's that's the spirit, Chris. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Steve's over here trying to like bring apples to oranges in the conversation. But no, hey. it's funny that all you guys bring up Matthew Stafford, wait, did Matthew Stafford not play in that Week 10 or Week 18 matchup against the 49ers? Did he not? It's a different game, though, Jose. Look, yeah, look like a little, like, scootery, you know what I mean? So, I mean, hey, all this talk about, oh, Matthew Stafford, that's great, this and that, but. He will play better than Jimmy Garoppolo today. Oh, you he know what's will? funny? It doesn't matter what quarterback played against Jimmy Garoppolo, who I'm very against on matter what most times than not. But today, it doesn't really matter. You know, today is is a time where you get exposed for four quarters. The Rams had looked phenomenal for the first two quarters against the 49ers in week 18. And you know what ended up happening? Their physicality got exposed. They got exposed for a marshmallow team soft. The 49ers end up tapping you out. So in terms of being AKA fake, as what our, our guy says about WWE, that is what the Rams are, a fake tough team. So when teams are not tough, they end up getting tapped out. And that's what Kyle Shanahan is going to do with his running game with Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, and that phenomenal defense that went into Lambeau Field and shut out Aaron Rodgers, the NFL MVP. He's going to be MVP. And that great Packers offense in the cold and at home, or a.k.a. Levi South is what they call it up here. <laughs> they're going to end up mowing them down, man. I just don't. I, Another I don't, guy that you need to watch out for from Texas is a guy named Von Miller. Do not sleep on Von Miller. He's been getting better ever. He's been getting better every week. And I think he coming off the edge today is going to be another issue for the 49ers. I, I, you know, again, not a huge, huge Rams guy, but, but assessing it. And like I said, I love the running game of San Francisco. Um, Mel, your thoughts about a guy like Von Miller. Hey, Steve, Steve. Steve, Steve, I love when the WWE guys out themselves and just love talking about it, right? They love talking about the WWE and making all their analogies to that fake sport. That's okay. Uh, Von Miller, six sacks um, in the last um, six games. So he, he's, on a, he's on a roll. I think that just by his presence, you got to respect him, which may open up some things for um, uh, Aaron. Uh, and they got to respect him in the middle. And both quarterbacks are, in my opinion, are quite average. Um, Grappolo, he'll give it away just like Stafford. So it, it's going to come down to, I think, the defense and the, the special teams play. Um, it's going to be a tough game, no doubt. Uh, both of them have a lot to play for, and the Rams have a little more incentive to play you know, in a couple of weeks in the Super Bowl there. And I am a homer, and I don't compare things to fake things like your, your friend that you brought in from San Francisco. But it's going to be a tough game. It just is. It's one thing talking about it, one thing playing in it. Um, and you can throw, like, the, the stats out even though they matter because over, you know, 18, 19, 20 weeks, you can look at it and see what they've done. And they're about even. They're about even. Uh, injuries may come into play. I think the, the left tackle for the 49ers, he's a little gimpy. Um, Trent and Vaughn, yeah, yeah, Trent Wayne, uh, uh, Vaughn may be, be able to expose him. 
and the officiating crew is off is also something to to look at. Um, I think it's a mixed crew this week. So you know the head crew, or the, the the head uh, uh, um, referee is a guy who throws a lot of holding calls. And San Francisco is is not penalized that much, but they do a lot of holding. And so when you get a new guy in, if Trent can't go, look for the holding um, penalties against your boy Von Miller from A oh, and M. Right? He's an A and M guy. Exactly. There you That's go. Right. So I gave you a little insight. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give the fake WWE insight. I give you a little insight. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, my, my guy, Jose, you know, he, he, he just, I, I think he's bringing, trying to incorporate sport as a whole. I, I understand. You're right. Use the real analogies. Uh, you and I uh, now are in a profession where proof and evidence uh, of fact make a huge difference to, to cases. And listen, all this by... Uh, the end of the day will play itself out. I just certainly thought because of technology, we could bring Jose Sanchez on, deputy uh, editor of Sports Illustrated, who covers the 49ers, and then our guy, former first-round draft pick of the Los Angeles Rams, Mel Owens, on simultaneously to get uh, a very good segment. I think it's worked. Chris and I uh, collaborated on this one. So we're going to start – we're going to let youth go first. Jose, tell us why San Francisco wins and the score, and we will conclude with our main man, Mel Owens. I think the 49ers are going to win 30-24, and it's the same thing I've, I've talked about, and I wrote about it in an article that I released yesterday. It's about the 49ers is just a tougher team. Um, you could say whatever you want about physicality, the numbers, the strategy, no matter what. Um, the Rams are soft in reality in anything in life, sports, whatever. When you are soft, you get exposed. And when you face against a good force like the 49ers are aggressive, you're going to end up tapping out. And that's why I keep using those analogies because it's great. It's great that we use the analogies because the 49ers will use them too. They see the Rams as what they are in L.A., a soft, fake Hollywood team. That's all they are now. They don't have a running game. I don't care about Cam Akers coming back from his torn ACL. I don't care about a Matthew Stafford. No, no, I will say this. The only slim chance that the Rams have is Matthew Stafford has an elite game, which I don't think is going to happen. Not against that defense. You're going to tell me he's going to have a phenomenal game after what the defense just did on the road, given that they had, they had a zero margin for error to give up a touchdown. Because if they had given a type of a touchdown last week, they'd be facing the Packers right now, the Rams. So I just that, – that defense is phenomenal in terms of everything, holding them against the rush, pass rush, everything. And then you got the running game of that offense is just phenomenal. People talk about Garoppolo. I talk about Garoppolo, talking about uh, he's the limitations of the offense. But they are able to overcome him, and they're able to mask him. And with the Rams' defense, they're just overrated. You know, they're, they're not that great. They, the 49ers know how to get around them. They know how to mow them down. And overall, it's just going to come down to it that they're going to punch them in the mouth. They're not going to be able to respond. So 49ers, 30-24. Thank you, sir. Mel? Um, blah, blah, blah. That's all that was. Uh, big favor for next week. Uh, have us both on. Okay? And, we can, we, and then we can talk about what really Oh, happened. the recap? Oh, uh, love yeah. it. Oh, Love it. Oh, 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 hang on. Hang on. Hey, I, 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 let me tell you what's really going to happen. Is it's going to come down to the, to the quarterbacks, whoever plays better. They're about even. If you look at the stats, and the stats matter, if you look at it, they're about even. It's whoever plays better. Stafford has just been hotter 
lately. He hasn't thrown an interception, I think, in about three or four games, uh, especially not in the or, or not in the playoffs. So, and, and, and Steve, you've had me on for I mean, four or five times in the last you know couple months, and we talked about Stafford's interceptions when they're when they're you know minimal or zero, they win. So if he if he plays well, they're gonna they're gonna beat the 40, 49ers. Crapolo, he he is an average guy. He's just an average quarterback. We, he, he can't throw a touchdown, can't get into the end zone. Remember, we beat the Super Bowl champs last week in their own place, Brady. So we'll see what see what happens. The quarterbacks are going to be the key. Look at Grappolo, Grappolo to throw a couple picks, maybe a couple pick sixes. So uh, and the Rams Rams defense will get after him. And when we get after him, please have your guy on next week so we can recap this. And we did we, you call Grappolo Matt Castle? <laughs> Mr. Pick Six. It's funny that you brought up that stat because here's a stat for you. Garoppolo, I'm pretty sure this is the stat, that's the it's two games in a row that Matthew Stafford has not thrown a turnover, which in his career he has never gone more than two games in a row without throwing a turnover. So the way uh, we're talking about large averages, the way I started this off, he's bound for a pick today. So my man over here is talking well, about the Garoppolo. Does that mean you're sure talking about Matthew Stafford here? The the Rams are bound to win by that analogy. Nine and one when they force turnovers. Nine and one when they force turnovers. Oh, so it might be better than that. Just just have us both on next week. Just have us both on next week. We'll see what happens. No no, no doubt. And and what's the score predict for you, Mel? I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring. Um, I I think uh, he said thirty to twenty-four. I think it's going to be both in the in the 30s, um, and it, it, his own prediction tells you that the, the defenses can't stop anybody. So I don't know who's tougher or who's stronger or who's tapping out, but it's going to go down. It's going to go down to the wire. Um, it's going to be high scoring, though. I believe it's going to be probably one team's going to have 40, and the other one's going to be somewhere in the 30s. But the Rams on top. So um, you know, we'll see how Stafford plays. That's the key. Right. And Garoppolo, we know what we're going to get from him. No touchdowns and average play. Um, and Stafford, you know, it, it's, he's unpredictable. But if he stays hot and doesn't throw picks, we'll be okay. All right. Fair enough, gentlemen. And I love the matchup with the coaches, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. So uh, we will have you all back if you, if you so desire next week. Can't, you know, can't get enough of this NFL football now at the championship level with the right to play in Super Bowl 55, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Uh, Jose Sanchez, Deputy Editor, Sports Illustrated, San Francisco 49ers. Mel Owens, former first round draft choice of the Los Angeles Rams in 1981, linebacker, attorney at law now. Can't thank you Remember, I I lived in San Francisco for about seven years when I went to law school up there. So I, I, I know that town. Talk about soft. I love this. Gentlemen, please mark your calendars. We'll get you in the same time slot next week. Can't wait, as uh, someone said for the New York Jets. And uh, we will, uh, we can't wait to to watch the game either. Thank you so much. We're going to step aside. We're going to take a break. We'll have a short segment next and get back into it. Hour number two of Laying Down the Law goes on on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM.
Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. Back, way down the wall. We're gonna do a short segment here. Uh, Chris, great banter between the NFC competition of the Niners and Rams. Oh yes. Yeah, it's always good when you can get good insight from you know both perspectives. You know, one team versus the other. Mel uh, talking up the Rams and, and Jose talking up the 49ers. So very, very good segment. I enjoyed that a lot. Y- y- your thoughts? Um... You know, with, with, with the uh, the 49ers and the Rams, I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 30 to 33 in favor of the Rams. It's going to come down to whether or not they can come out and play the second half as well as they play the first half. They They kind of fell short, as Mel mentioned last week. Uh, squeaking it out at the end because of that. Um, where the Cincinnati Bengals are concerned against the Kansas City Chiefs, I think that uh, we're going to see a repeat of the Chiefs moving on. Uh, not by a lot. I think the Cincinnati Bengals can can show up and play, but I don't think they're going to get. I don't think they can get it done. Um, it's going to be a, a, about the same around around the same score. I'm saying in the 30s, but I think that the 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 Chiefs are going to pull it out. So you're gonna go with the all. You're gonna go with the Texas Bowl in California, which yeah. which is just so apropos that two Texas yeah. high school quarterbacks uh, leading teams in in California, where they think they grow the look. They grew the greatest quarterback, and they've grown the MVP. Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers from 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 the left coast can cannot complain about about that. Uh, we welcome into the show uh, for those that are catching us on uh, the audio and video, the Paul Greco. I call him the Pauly Greco because 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 Pauly and I got it like that. He will be in with us. Uh, we're going to do a short segment here, Paul. Uh, welcome aboard. We're going to discuss. We're going to. We can't cuss, but we're going to discuss and talk about what we thought we had predictions and previews and reviews uh, coming up. And I know this is just a perfect world for you to uh, insert yourself on the show. I wouldn't have thought of anybody better to have than the Paul Greco for the next two segments. So, man, welcome back to the show. Paul, you're looking good. You, uh, you, you look you. ready to go, man. You I look am. ready to go. <laughs> yeah, and I got my uh, my mahogany bookcase behind me. It's got plenty of uh, leather-bound books back there, uh, <laughs> so you know how important I am So, to this show. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> and you read them all, right, Paul? He wrote half of No, no, no. As a matter of fact, the ones that are actually in there are the ones that I read. The ones that I don't okay. read are actually sitting over here. So um, I don't want to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's we'll, a lot we'll bigger. Right, right. But, yeah. You know, look here. I try to be the, well read, man. The educated I, you know, one. Trying to be. Trying the to be. educated one. No, my iPad's got about, uh, <laughs> about a half dozen on there as well. So Reading is fundamental. A lot of probably youngsters don't remember that one. 
No, you have to. I mean, in in the world that we're in right now, man, if you're not edumacated, then, uh, right. you know, you're serving me fries at McDonald's and I'm getting a little <laughs> bit upset with you because you're taking so long. So, and stop telling me the ice cream machine is out. Stop. Stop. I'm fat. I like <laughs> ice cream. And stop. Yeah. Where's, stop. Where's the shake machine been out? I, I always do a couple of different spots. Like the shake, they always. just don't want to clean it. So yeah. the last oh, ship no just didn't want to clean oh, it. No yeah, and I, I never was in food service. Don't I don't know. However, oh, yeah. I surmise that they just didn't want to clean it. All right. Well, listen here. We're gonna we're gonna step aside. We're gonna come back. Reset. The Paul Greco. The Chris Fernandez. I'm Steve Foster, and I think we're gonna be joined by the real Dean Kane as well. Really? This, is he this the cupcake a, maker? I can't wait for the cupcake the maker. Cupcake, Let's go. Operation Cupcake. Operation <laughs> Cupcake. Let's go. I'm so, so excited. We'll be back. Stay with us right here on Laying Down the Laws in San Antonio Sports Start. ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. Uh-oh. There may be a lag in the Operation Cupcake here on Laying Down the Law. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. How are you late? You have, you have one thing, show up. That's it. I know your bills lose, and I know you're probably sulking in, in those tears, but, like, come on, man. Be better. And not cry. Not cry. Six tears. <laughs> What's crazy, man, is I would have went 2-0 if I would have just, you know, if I would have went my heart, not with my uh, with my betting last week. What so. you should have done, Paul, is you should have just listened to me. I should have. I, I was spot on Fire. all week long. Fire, with bro. The exception, with the exception of the bills. And the bills, yeah, I, mean, I would have been on, on, on point. If if thirteen seconds wasn't left on the clock, unbelievable. Well, hey, listen, I'm just glad that now thirteen seconds is a lot of time. So that's it is all I'm right. I'm just I'm glad that that's now Paul. the uh, the the thing that us men need to be uh, measuring <laughs> to is thirteen <laughs> seconds. So, I'm so excited about Maybe that. You. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. Good for you, buddy. Why? <laughs> I'm like calling timeouts. Like timeout, timeout. I gotta. Why no squib kick, gentlemen? That takes three to four seconds off the uh, clock. I don't totally kick! Agree. Don't kick the ball through the end zone. the The clock was your friend. You had enough points. What you wanted to do was reduce the time frame down to give your an opponent. That's like that's like a guy who hits a guy in, in the ring, and, he, and the guy's staggering, and you drop your hands, and the dude comes back with some hail mary waylay punch and knocks you smooth out, and you're like, why you you you, you protect until they 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 say no mas? You you're sitting in there, and, and you're right. I tell you. Up until last week, one of the great comebacks was from Kenny Stabler and the Raiders. I think he scored twice in 20-some seconds in a playoff game uh, back in the day in the 70s. And so when football was football. Yeah. You right. We somebody. had John Senda <clears throat> in the voice of NFL films. Um, yeah, you just can't leave any – we saw it in, in the Auburn game. Remember when the guy brought the – the 107 yard, you know, missed field goal, but you just, yeah. you can't give an opportunity with time on the clock if you're attempting to win to your opponent, period. So, you know, Faz, I agree, you know, obviously we're not in that moment. We're not making those decisions, obviously, as the, uh, as we always do is play Monday morning quarterback, right? And he, what could have, should have, and, and didn't happens. And, you know, you, you take a look at the situation and I can understand, you know, 13 seconds, from the 25, 30, um, and having to go the long distance in 13 seconds is challenging. However, to your point, 
you know, if you do a squib kick and that's and someone's picking it up, you know, inside the 10 or inside the 20, you know, clock is running. And you got to at least, unless they go down right away, unless they go down right away, right, then, you know, obviously. But if they go down right away at the 10, you've gained 15 yards advantage because because you're not taking it You're just making it longer. You're making it longer for them. At the 25. And and the the natural instinct is you probably feel a little bit of panic. And even if you don't, like you said, you down it immediately, that's, that's less than the 25. That's right. And, you know, three... Three yards, three feet can make a difference on a field goal attempt. Yeah, and, you know, if you're a Buffalo Bill fan, you know, first off, you don't show up to the show. But secondly, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing all the TikToks of that that <clears throat> that time frame. And, again, it's just another gut-wrenching moment in Buffalo Bill's history that this generation now is going to feel similar to what our generational um, – Bills fans have felt when they went to the Super Bowl four straight times and lost. And guys, you know, I'm not sure if you noticed, but um, you know, Pat Mahomes has the ability now to go to three straight. And, you know, that really hasn't been done since the New England Patriots and Buffalo Bills when they did it. So, you know, we're seeing again, we're seeing history and, you know, Tom Brady does Tom Brady moves and, you know, either he's announced he's retired or he's not. But more importantly is I really think that with Pat Mahomes and, and what he has with this Kansas City Chiefs offense is we're seeing that next generational type of quarterback, you know, and you're starting to see even with a Josh Allen, it could be the Tom Brady and the Peyton Mannings that we've been watching for the last 10, 15 years. So, I, I mean, it's just a really, really exciting time to be a football fan, uh, not just because we're talking about getting ready for AFC, NFC championships and going to Super Bowl. More importantly, the players, the personalities, and everything that's incorporated into these next two games that we're going to talk about for the next 20 minutes or so, super excited to talk to And, and Paul, we, we mentioned earlier in the show, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes weren't these highly recruited oh, yeah. five-star quarterbacks either. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, again, I think – and I think you heard the Badger talk about it uh, either late this week or early last week um, about the transfer portal. And the fact that how much he hates the transfer portal and the softness that it's creating in soft in uh, in the football players, I couldn't agree more. You know, like when we were growing up, it was competition. Oh, you don't like the fact that Steve Foster's ahead of you? Beat him out. Now it's like, yeah. oh, you don't like the fact that Steve Foster here? Well, you could transfer, and you can go over there. And it's like, what do we? I don't understand well, what we're trying to teach. I, I don't I, understand. I, I don't get. I, will, I think there's I certain situations, Steve. Right. I think there's certain situations okay. for transfer portal. Don't give me this. I'm not playing. <laughs> Like, don't give me that. Like that. That I, I have zero tolerance. Well, and that. mad love to Alabama's running back, uh, B. Dub uh, mm-hmm. Williams. He waited his four years, even yeah. though they didn't win the national championship this year. Lost to Georgia. He, I, I, I think he's more of a throwback player who stayed in the program, got his opportunity, and, and so he'll get drafted high. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like you and his stock. Yeah, absolutely. He well, put the work and he put in right. the time and his stock went up. That's right. I mean, he he's going to really be something you look at in the next in the next draft. Yeah. And as but a Jet you, fan, you, <clears throat> I'm just saying, <laughs> four and number 10, let's go. Why would you waste yourself there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, you know, and, and like you said, Steve, take nothing away from Josh Allen and the Bills. I mean, Ooh. that was just a phenomenal game. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, when 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 they scored, I thought to myself, I called every game. And then 13 seconds later, I'm like, no, I I'm going to have to listen to Greco on Sunday. Gosh, darn it. That's I know yeah. how it rolls. I know but, you're like, son of a man. Like, ex- yeah. 
That, that was actually. Oh, dude, we were texting. We were texting. I'm like, you know, Greco got you right. You 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 realize what you just did? You opened the floodgates of floodgates. First gates. off, hold on, see, let's let's take it back, right? I I had to see if I'm like, oh my goodness, man, like I'm gonna have to deal with this. I literally turned the game off. I started playing Call of Duty, and she's like, okay, see, and I had to flip back over and to watch the magic happen, and and the. How the skies just opened for me. It was Dude, unbelievable. How do you leave Travis Kelsey unguarded? Oh, that's what I'm saying. That was the first thing I thought. They have yeah. got to lock him down. And they yeah. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And now and now you take a look at, you know, the, the games that are coming up today, and you have a Cincinnati Bagels team who beat Casey earlier in the year. And you have a dynamic duo, right? The one thing I think Casey did really, really well. Um, when you take a look at, at defense, is they shut down Stefan Diggs. Now, obviously, Gabriel Davis had a tremendous day. You're going to have to somehow slow down a guy and Jamar Chase, who had 266 yards against you, three touchdowns, right? But now you're sitting there having to try to – how do you slow down T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon? I mean, this offense, you just can't shut one guy down. And so it's – when you take a look at the offensive side for KC, I'm taking a look at Mahomes at – I think he's going to need 350-plus in order to win this game, 400. I think it's going to be that kind of, of back and it's forth. It's just a shootout, right? Absolutely. The last, last I think that's wins. all we want. I think that's what right. we want, too. Yeah, people love offense. You know, defense mm -hmm. wins the championship. So whichever team gets the stop, but you've got two guys up and coming. Again, uh, Joe it. Burrow, not love a guy it. that anybody really thought out of high school. You didn't see him in the Elite 11 or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But what you do see him is in the Final Four of the NFL playing in the AFC Championship at Arrowhead, loudest stadium in the NFL. And it's going to be – I think both of these games are going to be classic matchups for all of the characters and players and coaches, Shanahan and McVay, two young guns going out. It, 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 this is what Goodell and the Magic want yeah. in the NFL. Let me, let me throw a quick stat at you, right, because I was, I was digging preparing for the show, and Burrow and Chase are 6-0 and when they're playing together in a postseason, dating back to college, right? In those games, Burrow's – Average, averaging 381.8 yards a game. He had 22 touchdowns. And Chase is averaging 106.8 and has four scores. Like, they're filthy. That's crazy. They, they, it's like that's they grew crazy. up together. Like Absolutely. They grew up together. Like, that's hey, why I'm that's so excited for these right. games. Yes. I'm so yeah. excited for these games. So we have been so spoiled. What we're going to do, do <clears throat> is we're going to step aside. We're going to come back. I'll see if Operation Cupcake can can figure it yeah, out. For real. All right. Yeah, tell tell them to pull up the uh the man britches and let's go. Like take take your licking. Don't you know like come but if on, not, man. look here. He's gonna have to show up either this week or next week. Somewhere he's gonna have to show up because Paul, we can't let him we can't let him off the hook that easy. Um oh, man. And, man, and oh. we'll find him because he's hosting us. Uh, I mean it, it'd be so. different if he was a big deal we'd just look on TMZ but you know like Operation Cupcake now. It's not Superman days. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. We're going to be back. Operation Cupcake in full effect here on Land Down the Law on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. Back. I'm laying down the law. I'm Steve Foster alongside Chris Fernandez. We have the Paul Greco, but we do not have any sighting of Operation Cupcake. I, I don't know. Oh, Chris. Dude, I thought you were boys, bro. 
<laughs> like I thought you had strings that you could pull. <laughs> hey, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Important here. We uh, we want to we want to welcome one of our our newest sponsors to the show, Instago Global Logistics, for all your lo logistics needs over the road, on the sea, and in the air. Global Logistics by Instago, out of the Fort Worth uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. If you need any logistics needs, you can contact them at four six nine two nine three. 9549. That's Instago Global Logistics. Welcome to our group. Welcome to our team. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Instago Global Logistics. Have had the opportunity because we were up in the Dallas Fort Worth area for the Cowboys games to collaborate. Uh, they're great um, without all of our sponsors. We don't get to do what we do, we don't get to invite the Paul Greco. We don't get to talk Operation Cupcake. <laughs> I mean, it took me a while to find that one too. Steve. Oh, you, you know what? That's <laughs> that was gold. That one will never get. Wait, wait till his birthday. We're gonna have that. We're gonna sign that one and send it, it. To, to LA. I love you it. Know? Hey I guys, maybe frame it as well. But go ahead, Chris. Going back to the to the to football, I, I think we're spoiled. Operation Cupcake wasn't football. <laughs> well, well, here's the, have we not seen some great football the last two weekends? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see the type of games, and I hope we do. Don't say you. that. It, it, there's, more, there's still more to come. I mean, this Paul, year. The, what did you think about the deuces from T. Hill when he threw it up? I, I, I loved it, made, it. It made my heart cry. I was like, "There it is." He was watching the show. First off, he saw exactly <laughs> what I was doing, and he was representing. That was that was for those that don't know. That was for me. So he was giving that to me, like, "We got you. We got you." So I'm just, you know, like. The relationships that you build with these football players, it's all about the love. <laughs> oh, I wish Dean was here. Me too. But, hey, listen, you know, the afternoon, when you talk about the, the 49ers and, and you're talking about the Reds, like this one gets me juiced up because I, I love the defensive side of this. You got a guy in Nick Bosa um, running for the 49ers. Yo, here's another stuff. Like these are things that are, are game changers. When Von Miller came over for the Broncos, in the last six games, he's had at least one sack. At least one sack. You know, and the here's disruptions, and you don't have to oh, actually have the sack, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just the disruption oh, I love of timing. It. And, I'm a defensive and, guy. I love it. So, you know, this you game. And Chris. Yeah, this, I mean, here's the thing. Both Garoppolo and you take a look at Stafford, when they haven't thrown an interception in a game, undefeated this year. Undefeated. So, like, to me, that's going to be the, the, the tale. Like, which one's going to crack? And how are they going to be able to respond? Because, Creates the turnover. Yeah, because in the last 10 games, Shanahan has won seven of the last 10 meetings against McVay. You know, and now you start to talk about the psychologicalness, right? You kind of throw that all out the window right now because, I mean, dude, Home field's got to make a little oh. difference. Yes. Oh. And you get the host. And you get the host. The Super just Bowl. Like and Tommy, you get the host. Just like, Thomas, like Thomas. Just like Thomas did it last year. Yes. So who do you take? Debo Samuel or Cooper Cup? Who you like better in this game? So that's a great – I mean, obviously, if if it's Vegas, I'm probably going with Debo and because he'll get more touches because he gets into the backfield, right, and he has the ability to to run the ball as well. But then again, uh, you know, like Cooper Cup, man, I don't know how this guy finds the holes. I don't know how he sneaks. How do you let this guy sneak? I, I, how did I'm, you let Travis Kelsey with 13 oh, seconds I sneak? I know. He's bigger than all of us. Yeah. It's it's like I said, I'm I'm really excited for, for both these games. 
Um, I have a practice from 10 to 12 so I can, excuse me, from 12 to 2 so I get home. Just time to watch some football because at the end of the day, and it's no disrespect, I don't know how you guys do, but I'm pretty classy. I'll have a bottle of wine right next to me. I'll have some cheese and some sausage, and I'm going to be ready to go. Oh, my goodness. Heck, yeah. Dude, you see it. The leather chair back there, too. He probably went to the Ivy League school. I did, but but I read this right here. This is what I read. Robin Leitch. Harvard I'm Business not a Princeton Review. guy, but I read Harvard's, mm-hmm. Harvard Business Review. He said the H word. So. Just saying. No, the, no, no, Harvard is okay. It's just the Y school that makes <laughs> gotcha, it gotcha. a little bit. I, I, I have, so it's, it's, you know. You know, you know, you asked the question, you know, Debo or or Cooper Cup, and, and I, I think the difference is there, in my in my estimation, is who's throwing to him. And I, I think when you when you look at Cooper Cup with the combination of Stafford, I think I I think head over head or shoulders. I think that's the that's the team you need to look at. I think that there's better. Well, but listen, Kittle, Ayuk, they they got people that can catch the ball. Oh no doubt, San no doubt. Yeah. No, no. I mean, this one I think is classic matchup. This, this is going to be a good. This one. is a a classic Cali matchup. In in in. You know about being soft if you're the Rams. I, I don't know about that. You know, there's going to be plenty. Yeah, of I don't know where star. soft. You don't. Yeah, you don't yeah, play yeah. in the NFC Championship as a soft team. You're you're there to play. Yeah. So you know, but I, I think you it's got something be a great to game. prove, right? Yeah, I mean, like you you've lost six straight to the 49ers. You blew an 80 point lead earlier this year. I mean, these are all things that have to be sticking in your mind. And the thing is, is the Rams get up and all of a sudden the 49ers come back. On that, like that starts to play the psychological game yeah. again, and that's why, that's, like, this game intrigues me more because I think that it's divisional rivalry, right? Yeah. You're talking about everything that's happened this year, how the 49ers got into the playoffs in the first place was in that game that would have had to come back from 18. So, like, this game intrigues me more. I think the other one is fun from a, a firepower. I think that's gonna be like one of those where you're like, oh my god, they scored again. Oh my, what? Wow! And this one, you're gonna be. I think it's defense, the front four. The way the 49ers have stopped the Rams offense is pressure with the front four, sit eight in the back. So look here, throw the screens. Absolutely. Get Sonny get Michelle, uh-huh. get, get slip Cooper Cup, slip OBJ. You know, I don't like the wide receiver screen, but if that's what you're going to do and sit back, I get the ball into their hands. And because Cooper Cup is amazing after the run, yes, so is. is OBJ. So yep. if that's what you want to do to me, you just want to bring four, I'm going to let my linemen let you slide up. Stafford 6'5, dump it. Any one of those three, four guys, and now you got to play real defense in the NFL. And then I start running my Cooper Cup, Higby, and OBJ all over you, Van Jefferson. And now you're like, hmm, this is this starting to get real. And it will be contingent upon, I think, those defensive lines putting the disruption and pressure on the quarterbacks. I give the advantage to Stafford. Am I a Texas homer? Yes. Do I think Garoppolo is a lot more average than, than Stafford? Absolutely. Look, Matthew Stafford played in Detroit. This dude looked – this is his one chance to go to the yeah. Super Bowl for sure and host it. Yep. He's got to say – his wife has got to say, Matt, look, we'd really like to play in two weeks. we got a lot of people from Texas that would like to get out here. And you play for the Detroit Lions for like – too long, and you need to figure it out. You're only playing against Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, you're playing against play the cover three, right? As long because that was the thing I heard last week. As long as they don't play cover three and let the let Kittle get up the middle, uh, you know, and get to the back of the end zone. I'm just, you know, like 
Remember when we were talking so, about that? Yeah. Time? So, Paulie, give us the scores for both championship games, please. Yeah. Can so, you... in when I take a look at the the KC Bengals game, I got KC thirty four twenty four. Um, in the uh, Rams and the 49ers, I have the Rams winning twenty seven seventeen. Those are the two teams I'm going. I with. like I like the wins. I think the points will be a little higher, possibly in that Kansas City. Well. I'm you, taking you, history. I'm taking history, history? into effect. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking history okay. into effect. I wasn't big on the history. I wasn't a history major. Yeah. I, I like more numbers. Um, I, I and so I'm going to go with higher numbers. The last game you said was the Rams in the in the 49 27-17. Yeah, 27-17 is what you know I got. Like you know what, man? I hate to say this, but I'm right. Uh, listen, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You know, I I, I kind of like I kind of like what I'm hearing from the all cap Paul Greco. But Chris Fernandez, you have been. Nostradamus, we'll, almost we'll, perfect. We'll almost you. perfect. Almost perfect. Almost, like, almost famous. Seconds like, almost famous. <laughs> almost famous. Thirteen seconds. I, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go Rams over the 49ers, thirty to thirteen. Whoa! Uh, thir- no, thirty to thirty. I'm sorry, thirty-three to thirty. Okay. And Kansas City, Cincinnati. I'm gonna say twenty-four seventeen. Whoa! Flip flop on it. All right. On the high scores, all right. All right. Well, can't wait to talk next week when you're like. Be, be watching. And at least we both got, I mean, I think we know what the right. Super Bowl is going to be then, right? Right. And uh, we got to put out an APB for Operation Cupcake. For real, I know dude. that there's going to be some kind of excuse or something. We'll have to talk to him. His toenail probably hurts or something. He's got a sprained wow. eyebrow. Wow. Sprained Stay his with eyebrow. us. Next week, we'll be talking some Pro Bowl as well. So don't miss any of these games. Medvedev up two sets on the doll in the men's final, the Australian Open. Have a great Sunday right here on San Antonio Sports Star.